Hello, and welcome to the second bonus episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. In this episode, we are back with Ana Pinto and Ricardo Silva, who launched our first pilot episode, who will talk to us about some of the highlights of 2020 in the Miranda Alliance world. Ana and Ricardo will tell us about some of the exciting and groundbreaking projects that the Miranda Alliance teams have been working on in the past year. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Anna, over to you. Well, first of all, welcome back to our listeners. We hope you had a happy holiday season and that this new year brings you all the happiness, health, and success you deserve. And it's good to be back on the air with you, Ricardo. Hi, Anna. A happy new year to you and to all our listeners. It's good to be back and especially to talk about some of the major highlights of Miranda's work in 2020. Of course, as you may guess, the first half of the year saw a lot of COVID-19 related work throughout our various jurisdictions, with our employment law and dispute resolution practices being especially active. I expect that's not much of a surprise to anyone, uh, but there were also a lot of other significant projects that are not COVID related and on which we worked during the last year. Why don't you start off by telling us a bit about some of the jurisdictions you've been involved in? Well, one area where Miranda was very active in 2020 was in the infrastructure sector in Africa. In Francophone Africa in particular, we were part of the team that assisted a banking syndicate, including both private banks and multilateral institutions, in the financing of a major railway project that will allow for the carrying of goods and persons from two important economic hubs. The loan amount already exceeds 100 million euro and this project also has a very special feature in the sense that it was one of the first times that the new CEMAC foreign exchange regulations were strictly applied. Elsewhere in the Gulf of Guinea, we were also involved in a major operation regarding the construction of power generating facilities in a new city being built from scratch and in respect of which our client required a sovereign guarantee from the state to ensure payment of their work. These types of projects are always challenging as they require not only an in-depth knowledge of local law, but also a high degree of cross-cultural understanding when dealing with the state. Angola also saw its share of landmark projects for the Miranda Alliance during the last year, with a special highlight going to natural gas monetization projects and a significant amount of energy transition work that we are currently undertaking for multinational clients. Uh, this includes not only renewable energy projects, such as large-scale solar developments, uh, but also initiatives for carbon offsetting in the oil industry, which are becoming increasingly important. Our international labor practice group was also involved in a couple of major workforce restructuring projects for some of the largest employers in the country. These include a collective bargaining procedure and subsequent restructuring that implied the revision of the company's entire salary policy and career plan with important salary increases for staff and ended up with a complex redundancy procedure for over 300 employees. There was also another fascinating collective bargaining procedure which involved two companies and various trade unions which had various twists and turns and led to a landmark court victory for the companies, with the courts approving an interim measure to suspend an unlawful strike that was called after an agreement had been reached with the unions. Uh, you would have to go back to 2007, I believe, to find a similar court decision in Angola, so this was quite a victory for our colleagues involved in this process. Finally, the introduction of VAT in Angola and the implementation of the double tax treaty between Angola and Portugal are two mainstays of the reform and modernization of the Angolan tax system, which have been keeping our international tax practice very busy over the last year, with various ongoing projects and new opportunities for clients to restructure their businesses. 
Our Portuguese public and regulatory law practice has also been keeping busy with a couple of extremely interesting projects in the areas of blockchain technology and cybersecurity. In one of the projects, we have been assisting a number of state bodies and entities in the design of a possible future blockchain ledger for bills of exchange and promissory notes. This includes reviewing existing legislation to determine whether or not it requires adjustment in order to implement a new framework for the use of blockchain-based contracts and transactions. In another critical project for the digitalization of the Portuguese legal system and economy, we have been assisting the government in drafting regulations for the use of cryptographic keys to encrypt critical information exchanged between taxpayers and the Portuguese Tax and Customs Authority. These two projects have a special significance for Miranda, as digitalization of the economy is at the forefront of the European Union agenda during the Portuguese presidency, which started on the 1st of January 2021. Our teams have been working hard on these important projects to make the Portuguese state and the European Union digitalization strategy a reality, which should also be great news for our other clients, as this type of know-how is hard to come by and will be critically important in the near future. On the litigation front, we have been involved in a significant number of high-value commercial disputes and arbitrations between both private entities and between investors and the state, including one with a value close to 450 million euro. In Cape Verde, we also achieved a country-first result in the local courts with the declaration of bankruptcy of one of the largest investors in the country, which did not meet its obligations towards its financiers, contractors and clients. It was the first time that a bankruptcy was declared under the 2016 Bankruptcy Code. It was also a busy year for us in Timor-Leste, with ongoing work in the energy sector keeping us extremely busy throughout the year, uh, especially in the oil and gas upstream and downstream sector. Curiously enough, especially considering the state of the oil and gas industry during the year, we were involved in a number of cross-border mergers and acquisitions involving assets in Timor-Leste, which fits into a pattern we have been seeing throughout the world in the stressed M&A operations in the energy sector. Our team on the ground has also been kept busy assisting a number of state bodies and institutions in adapting to new legislation that has come into force, and will have a great impact on their activities, as well as in assisting a foreign state-owned corporation in implementing major infrastructure and education assistance programs in the country. In all these cases, we have been using our expertise in drafting legislation for over a decade to assist our clients in achieving their objectives. We also managed to achieve a number of important outcomes in debt recovery and other banking-related litigation in a year that was especially hard on the Timor-Leste economy uh, and in which banks tried to even out their balance sheets. Finally, 2020 was also a great year for our Mozambique office, with our lawyers on the ground being involved in most of the major projects and transactions in the country, including the ongoing LNG projects, uh, renewable energy developments, financing operations, and other important infrastructure projects. Our work also included the Nakala Corridor Railway Project, which connects the Moatis coal mine in the Tet province of Mozambique, crossing through Malawi, uh, to finally end at the port of Nakala, also in Mozambique, covering a total distance of 906 kilometers. Uh, this is a fascinating project, which is basically aimed at uh, allowing the coal produced in the mines to flow through to a port uh, so it can be exported to the rest of the world. So with all this happening in a year like 2020, we're anxious to get the ball moving again in 2021. You bet. We are all looking forward for the great projects and work that will surely be coming our way in 2021, some of which have already been awarded and are ready to go. We leave you now with a holiday message from our various offices around the world.
Bon ano. Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Investing Beyond Borders. Please join us again next week for more business and legal and regulatory news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Ricardo Silva and Ana Pinto from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.